Hey guys, welcome back to Girl Meets Show, the relationships podcast for people in relationship with TV. Hello. <laughs> um, we're back. Um, we're back talking about a season two show of a season one show we already covered on this podcast, which I think is kind of exciting. Have we done that yet? Not really. We I mean, kind of did that Barry. Oh, Barry, that's true. But I feel like we covered um, Killing Eve way more extensively yeah. for season one. But Killing Eve we also covered late in the game after it had already been out for a while. Totally. And further into the podcast. Yeah. So, surprise, surprise, we're talking about Killing Eve today. And then we also watched Always Be My Maybe on Netflix. And No Queen's Landing. Feels kind of weird. I know. It's kind of um, a bummer. Yeah. I miss it. Yeah. Maybe. It'll always be there for us. Someday we'll rewatch it and do a recap of every <laughs> single episode. Every episode. It'll be like a spinoff That'll podcast. That'll be a retirement that can... podcast. Yeah, exactly. And we then we'll just call the whole podcast Queen's Landing. Yeah. Well, for starters, our top three this week, um, we're going to... T- say the top three TV characters that we want to steal their clothes. So, like, we would actually wear them. Not, like, best outfits or, like, best costumes. It's, like, what clothes would we actually wear on our bodies? Yeah. And just, like, not the whole cast, just specific characters. Yes. So, who's your number three? My number three and... I'll preface this by saying she's kind of known for pretty dated outfits, mm-hmm. but I'm going to say Elaine Bennis. I was hoping you would. Wow. You know me so well. <laughs> um, I, in particular, there she has this, like, oversized leather jacket mm-hmm. that I really like, and specifically, that is one I would steal. But also, I've been just been, like, really into... Like, long, flowy skirts. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't necessarily pair them with vests like she does. <laughs> you could, though. But I would really like to raid her closet because so much 90s is back in. Yeah, it's true. And it would just be an honor, you know? Yeah. Um, For my number three, I'm going to choose kind of a random person. Yay. Um, It's Annabeth Nass on Heart of Dixie. Okay. She's like Lemon Breland's best friend. And she wears, every outfit she wears is just perfect. And like she always is wearing like perfect anthropology dresses. And there were a couple times that she would wear something that I even already had. Oh, that is the best feeling. I know. So I would say it's a little outdated for me now. But I'm sure that her style would have changed a bit to current like mine has totally because it was in style when the show was on yes so cool yeah that's who i would choose it's a good one thank you um my number two is um betty gilpin on glow mm-hmm. her loungewear like not when she's a wrestler but when she's just like in her life mm-hmm. she looks so cool and so good it's yeah, kind of does. like Combo, like, I want to wear those, but I also want to look as cool and good as she looks in those clothes. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, high-waisted jeans um, that look really good mm-hmm. and, like, 
kind of like a tucked in blouse into those super high-waisted jeans, like acid wash jeans, and like cute sweats sometimes, Mm -hmm. and like big sweaters and stuff. Just very 80s queen. Stuff that I would like to incorporate into my daily life. Yes. Good answer. Um, my second one, I'm, it's gonna, hmm, okay. Um, (laughs) I'm going to go with Rachel from Friends. I didn't even think to incorporate the Friends. The Friends. Such a good option. Thank you. I feel like I probably wouldn't wear everything that she wears, but most Mm -hmm. of it, I probably would. Yeah. Same with, like, her, the great high-waisted jeans. Totally. And just, like, a good t-shirt type look. Well, she even has, throughout the show, great sweatshirts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great one. She is one of those, um, like, low-key, everyday style icons. Yes. She really is. Yeah. Cool. I really, really like that one. Thank you. I also can't stop thinking, and I know we've talked about this on the podcast in the Thanksgiving episode, but their football outfits. Yeah, iconic. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, sidebar, you should be Phoebe in that for Halloween. Oh, good idea. Wouldn't Maybe that be I so will. funny? Yeah, that would be amazing. And the perfect combo because it would be cute, funny, and funny. <laughs> <laughs> the I perfect meant, combo. I meant threat. comfy. <laughs> <laughs> for me, the perfect trifecta is funny, funny, and funny. <laughs> That was a major Freudian slip. <laughs> I meant to say comfy. It would be that. that it would be, be a fourth bonus. Double the funny and one point for comfy and one point for cute. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's just a little side note. Put that in your no head. Good. Got it. Um. Okay. My number one is Abby on Broad City. Mm. Um. She. Uh. She's one of the only characters I could think of where it's like, Real clothes, not exaggerated clothes, um, like most characters are. Mm-hmm. Like on previous style uh, costumes we've talked about, like Pretty Little Liars, for example. Yeah. Where it's like highly exaggerated, which is a fun part of the show. Okay. Anyway, um, she wears clothes that I feel like I could buy in the stores that I normally shop at. She wears like a lot of like cute plaid shirts, just... Very normal things, but she looks great in them. Um, and I was watching the most recent season and the last season of Broad City that uh, just got dropped on Hulu finally. And I feel like she even upped her style game in the last season. She's wearing like really cute, like everyday casual dresses and stuff. And I feel like that is an attainable style goal. Totally. I like it. I've only watched one episode of that, so I can't even picture it. But I feel like I've seen enough stills from Broad City that I do know, actually. Totally. And, like, people using GIFs from the show and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Cause she, and she's much more my personal style than Alana, we'll say. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, my number one feels kind of like a cop-out, but I think I would have chosen her even if we weren't talking about Killing Eve today. But Villanelle. I really I was wondering if we were allowed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had a backup in case you said her, but because you didn't, I'm going to go with it. Okay, perfect. Um her outfits are like just so put together and like perfect and pristine. Mm-hmm. And like in my head that is what I am and want to be and maybe one day I'll get there. 
But, like, she's basically, like, my style time, like, equals perfection. Like, she perfects my style. It's like the TV version of your style. Hers, it's like you're saying where it's pristine, but still taking a risk. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, every scene. Yeah. It's so good. The only times I didn't like her clothes were when someone else was dressing her. A man. And, like, needing to wear certain clothing (laughs) based on the only thing she had available. (laughs) But she has another pink dress scene in season two, and it's great. She's so perfect. But we can get come back to her. And I can't wait to do that. Um, Yeah, what was your backup? Jess from New Girl oh, was one. New Girl's a great um, approachable fashion yeah. show. Like, every even Cece, who's like a quote-unquote high fashion model. Yeah. She dresses like in a cute, normal way. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm thinking about the guys, too. And, yeah. like, every guy should watch New Girl for style tips. That's a, actually a great point. I feel like every male character dresses well. At mm-hmm. least in clothes that basically fit them. Yeah. Even Nick, who's, like, supposed to be a, a huge slob. loser. Yeah. <laughs> he dresses fine. Totally. Um, the other person I was thinking of was Issa. I love her look on that show. Yeah. It's good. By that show, I mean Insecure. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and also she does a great job of, like, she dresses casual and comfy. Yeah. But she looks so freaking cool. Mm-hmm. Dang, that's a good one. If I had remembered her, I would have added her to my top three. Sorry to bring it up now. It's okay. I love when um, our minds go totally different directions. Yeah, it's true. I do too. But a time where our minds do not go in <laughs> different directions is this one piece of information we have for TV news. I'll let you do the honors. Thank you. You're welcome. It's like we're... um, Drum roll, please. Yeah, like, and the winner is... um, Season three of Glow is finally gonna drop. And it's on August 9th. And I can't wait. I know. And I feel like it's been done for a long time. They probably didn't want to compete with Stranger Things. Mm. Yeah. Which is right around the corner. Because I actually feel like they... Did they drop at the same time last time? I feel like they did. I feel like I honestly don't know. All of last summer kind of blended together. Yeah, true. Because Stranger Things was definitely in the summer, but it wasn't July 4th like it is this year, because that would have been really memorable. Yeah. I don't know, but I'm very excited. The photos that they've posted are really great. Yeah. Everyone looks amazing, and I'm really excited for them to do it all in Vegas. Yeah, it's fun. It'll be really fun. I always love... Like, episodes of shows where the kind of, they're, like, on location. Mm-hmm. And so it's the perfect kind of show to be, like, a whole season in a new city. Totally. So, yeah, I couldn't be more excited. Yeah, me neither. It was a very happy day when they posted that. Mm-hmm. Well, Killing Eve? Yeah. Start with Killing Eve. Season two. We... It's still not on Hulu. Do we know when it's going to be on Hulu? No, I haven't heard. And you may know this. I don't know for sure. The first episode you can watch for free on BBC, but I don't think it's on Hulu. Correct. Okay. They'll probably drop the whole season at once on Hulu, like they did the first season. But um, I um, loved it. Again. Mm -hmm. Same. As such... It's just such a great show. Like, I've never heard of 
anyone, I can't imagine anyone not enjoying this show. There's just so much to, that it has to offer because it's legitimately very funny. It has really compelling characters. The action is really good. And if you're someone who appreciates a stylized show that has that in spades, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's just great. Yeah. yeah Every yeah. cast member is good. Every single one. And it's just, like, always surprising, and you can never really know where it's going. Yes. And that's the thing that... So many first seasons of shows are so good because, like, you don't know these characters that well yet, and mm-hmm. so they can surprise you. Mm-hmm. And so with a character like Villanelle, it's there's kind of that going into season two, you're like, okay, like, can they still surprise me with this character? Mm-hmm. But yeah, they, they can. can. Even in the first episode, I had my mouth on the ground, basically. <laughs> like, I forgot how what Villanelle was like. And then she does something to remind you, and it's... Brings you right back in. Oh my gosh, it was so fun. Plus, it's fun too because she got to do even longer stints of in the season with more accents. Yeah, and it was so fun because that when she's doing her Russian accent, like it's um, you see her as this like complete sociopathic assassin, but mm-hmm. then when she's being like just your standard English accent or American accent or all these other more um common accents she just she really seems like a normal person totally and she's just jodie comer is just amazing she really is i really hope she like wins more awards this season and is nominated at least because before i don't even think she was really nominated yeah i don't know but i think she did a better job than sandra oh this season i think so too i think that they knew that they could stretch her further even than the first season stretched mm-hmm. her. And obviously, the first season, she's amazing. But I feel like she did even more this season. Totally. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah, I would love for her to get an Emmy nomination. Yeah, me etc. What else is there even to say about it without giving away the ending? <laughs> I know. One thing that was fun was watching this right after watching Fleabag. Yeah. And just, true. like, going in with even... More of an appreciation for Phoebe Waller-Bridge and how different this show is from Fleabag. So different. Because, like, I feel like even some of my favorite writers, like, you can tell, like, jokes sound like, oh, that was, like, what a Mindy line, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, who, like, an expert joke writer. But with these, like, the sense of humor is so different between these, between Fleabag and Killing Eve. Mm-hmm. Both hilarious, but just, like, it doesn't feel like it's even been... And I don't think she... She doesn't write every single episode, but, like, she's the showrunner and creator. It's crazy that they're even, like, remotely connected. Exactly. Oh, it's Other so than good. the fact that they're both perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, literally, that's the common trait. Which basically means that Phoebe Waller-Bridge is perfect. That reminds me, one of um, a singer that I love, her name's Phoebe Bridges... And whoa, she she like quote tweeted some tweet and she was like Phoebe Phoebe Waller Bridge is it Bridges or Bridge? I think it's just Bridge singular. Phoebe Waller Bridge is the better Phoebe Waller Phoebe Bridge. In my blah blah blah, my mind is blown. I never put that I together. I know it's kind of crazy, huh? Yeah, it's awesome. I thought it was really funny. This season also made me really want you to 
so and it's hard to say because it's so hard to start watching a show that has multiple seasons when we're trying to finish them week by week. But there are so many aspects of this that were so orphan blackish to me. Mm. And so one of these days, maybe like next winter break, um, I would love for you to watch, like even just start Orphan Black. Because these shows, I mean, they're extremely different, but there's just the unpredictability and like in certain characters is just so fun that and in a way that I haven't seen since I watched Orphan Black. Sure. So it's fun to kind of fill that void. And I just love sharing things I love with my friends. True. Me too. So. Yeah, I know I would like it. But yeah, it's just like, it's such a fun watch that's so addictive. Very. And I also feel like I respect it because there's not like, like I binged it in a really short time and there's not like a that feeling of burnout that a lot of shows give. No, every episode really keeps up the pace and um, is like necessary to the storyline. And there's so much that like... You want to keep watching. You don't get bored to look at your phone because, like, you might miss something really important. Mm-hmm. Like, or even you might just miss something really, like, a clever, like, visual gag. Mm-hmm. The actors are all just so um, funny independently. Like, they're just so good. Mm-hmm. I watched a video of um, Sandra O's husband on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Eve's husband. Yeah. He doesn't have a mustache like that in real life. That is, like, put on. Oh, my gosh. Like a stick-on? Yeah. Like, Whoa. in makeup. Hair and makeup. I was shocked. That's it's shocking. a good mustache. I never doubted it for one second. It's not good as in it's hot, but it's, like, no, looks but real. No, it, but it looks really natural. Yeah. How, did he look good better without? or Without. Mm. Yeah. Well, they do a good job of making him, like, he's definitely not ugly, He's yeah. just kind of, like, bland. Yeah. That is so interesting. Well, I now know. I've got to look up the yeah. pictures of that. That reminds me of... That's, like, Tobias's mustache on Arrested Development. Mm. The whole time it's fake. It's crazy. So, like, that is hilarious. Can he even grow a mustache? <laughs> I have no idea. Well, then it's funny, because then when they have him, quote-unquote, shave it when he's going to be Mrs. Featherbottom, mm-hmm. and then when he's acting as Tobias again, he, they use, like, a really obviously fake mustache. <laughs> so it's like, what a goofy, intentional choice. Yeah, that's funny. That is so interesting. Yeah, it's on their Instagram. They have a lot of fun vids. Cool. Well, now that I've watched season two, I'm gonna go follow yeah. it. Ugh, they must have a blast filming that show. How could you not? So, yeah, go watch it. And by go watch it, I mean hopefully you have access to BBC and, like, a TV login. I used my parents' Xfinity login and worked like a charm. It was annoying, though, because I had to watch commercials. I know. I also used Taylor's parents' <laughs> Xfinity login. Thanks, guys. Um, this will be a good test of if your parents listen to the podcast. Well, on to... Always be my maybe. I wanted yeah. to say, call me by your maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Always be my maybe. It's actually really fun to say. Yeah, it is. Um, and I hadn't even made the... I'm stupid. I hadn't even made the connection of always be my baby. Well, and that's so funny because that's your karaoke song. I know. But when something's ingrained in you so deeply, sometimes that's harder for you yeah, to get a like, reference. Usually completely separate. Yeah. So you must have been really happy when they played that song. Yeah, I was. 
It was a great, fun You're like, hey, that's time. almost the name of the movie. <laughs> Weird. My one, we've talked about this before, so, like, we already kind of know the plot. Yeah. Well, even, like, the title is really a succinct way to sum it up. It's just <laughs> best friends that have been best friends since birth, and, like, they always lean on each other and could maybe be together, and mm-hmm. do they end up together? IDK, I won't tell you. We're, um, we're not into spoilers yeah. here, so we're not going to spoil the end of Always Be My Maybe. <laughs> even though the trailer basically shows you the whole plot line and gives almost everything away. Yeah, I kind of wish that they had just done, like, a really short teaser. Yeah. Like, only. I wished that I didn't even know that Keanu Reeves was going to be in it. Because that was yeah. the f- funniest and most surprising part to me. Mm-hmm. But... I would have even been more surprised and laughed even harder if I didn't know he was going to be in it. Totally. It's such a double-edged sword because I'm sure they they wanted to promote that because, like, it that is so intriguing. Yeah. Like, that's such a, like, he's a, uh, only a movie guy. I thought it was so funny. I didn't realize he was playing himself. Yeah, I didn't know that either. And so that made it re- even funnier. Because, mm-hmm. like, that was just... He was so goofy. He was really funny. He was hilarious. I um, really liked that part. Overall, I really liked it. This is probably one of my favorite Netflix originals, I think, mm-hmm. if I were to rank them all. um, It's definitely in the top half of really good ones. Yeah. Um, I think it helps, too, that, like, we kind of talked about this when we first were, like, saying that we saw that it was even coming out, is that, like, we both went in liking the leads. Yes. So that really helps already. Even though we love all the leads of Wine Country. And the leads are Ali Wong and Randall Park. Yeah. And they were both really good. And I was pretty impressed with Ali Wong's acting, because she's just a, she's a stand-up comedian. Mm -hmm. And I actually thought she really held her own acting-wise. Yeah, I thought she did a good job. She was really charming and funny. I thought they were both really, really cute. I thought they had great chemistry. I believed in them as friends. Mm-hmm. One thing, another thing that I was a con to me, but it was fine. I just hate it when they use braces to show age. <laughs> I actually really like when <laughs> movies show braces to show age. So I'm like, did they have to like make a retainer for that actor? I just feel like they always look fake and like make them look weirder well because their teeth are already perfectly straight yeah and so it's just kind of weird Uh. and she was also a little too old to have the braces well it's like so when they first like the opening credits are over like pictures of them in the different years Mm -hmm. and so they before you see them acting out those scenes they show picture of her in the braces yeah and it was i was like wait so does she have, like, adult braces? Or is she supposed to be, like, a teen? You know? Yeah. So, yeah. It was, it was kind weird. of confusing. It was, like, right in the middle of both. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. Because I actually thought that he looked pretty good. They age, they aged him down pretty well. Yeah, he was a really convincing it's teenager. harder to age down men. Especially because I think that if I, like, just looking at a picture of them, mm-hmm. I think he looks older than her. Yeah. And he really was a convincing teenager. Yeah. Um... One thing I really liked in it was his dad. I feel like he wasn't a typical, like, dad in a rom-com role. Um, Early on in the movie, um, Randall Park's character's mom dies. And that's way early on. I don't think that's, like, a plot spoiler. 
Um, but typically I feel like the, I was kind of expecting like, oh, the cliche is that like, he doesn't have, he's not that close with his dad, you know? Mm-hmm. But his dad's like super goofy and fun. His dad's cooler than him. Yeah, it was like really a fun dad part when usually the parent roles are boring in mm-hmm. movies like this. And every scene he was in, I was like, he's one of the funniest characters. Yeah, I loved him. So I liked that there were like little things that would have been really easy cliches, but I thought they were like fun. Yeah. And I liked her best friend. Yeah, I loved her, too. She was really funny. She was funny. a really good addition as well. Yeah. And I liked um, his friend from his band. Yeah. Usually these side characters just are, like, could easily just be cut out of the movie. Mm-hmm. But here I was really into all of the side plots. Like, they were all fun. Well, and they thought that they brought out interesting different perspectives, or interesting sides of the main characters. Yeah. Instead of just kind of, like, being there to add time, mm-hmm. they really, like, rounded out the whole plot and all yeah. the characters. Yeah. Oh, I also thought it was really sweet that um, I hadn't realized until I saw the credits that Allie and Randall both co-wrote it. Oh, they did? And I thought that was so That's cool. Cute. I like that. And it was fun, too, because, um, and I'm sure that they're both great improv comedians, mm-hmm. they... Um, their lines really let them shine, each other shine. Mm-hmm. Like, at, some of Allie's little co- side comments were really funny. One that I wrote down that I was thought was hilarious was when she's like, well, maybe I'll just raise a baby on my own. I'll tell people that his father died. He got trampled at the Women's March. That was one of my favorite lines, too. I was like, I'm going to need to remember that <laughs> lie because maybe that's what I'll end up doing one day. <laughs> that, like, made me laugh very hard. Yeah. Yeah, it was just, I thought it was really good. And um, I feel like the characters are flawed in not all the typical cliche ways either. Yeah, his his storyline, I feel like I hadn't really seen a lot of that before. Yeah, I liked it. And I feel like usually in movies, it was kind of like a gender swap. Yeah. Which is she refreshing. She was like very successful and he was not. And it was kind of cool. Yeah. And they definitely don't end up together. That's not the only reason why we're only talking about them two. <laughs> exactly. It was a really fun watch. But at the beginning, her fiancé, she... <laughs> it's hard not to spoil it. Well, all these things happen in, like, five, the first five to ten minutes. Yeah, you know? true. Um, her fiancé in the beginning is Daniel Day Kim, who I always loved from Lost. He's so right? hot and lost. Yeah. And he was hotting. really hot in this. I also liked um, that, like, his girlfriend wasn't ever just, like, your cliche, like, mean girlfriend. No. I didn't. I thought she was annoying at first, but I liked her at the end. I thought yeah. she was funny at the end. That's exactly how I felt about her. Yeah. But even, even when I thought she was annoying, I wasn't like, oh, she's, like, a villain. No. So I like when movies do that because in it's real life, rare. yeah, like, if someone's, like, a nice dude, he's not necessarily going to be dating, like, a pure evil woman. Person. True. And most people aren't so one note to be pure evil anyway. Yeah. It's funny, too, because um, as I'm thinking about how much I liked all these minor characters, it reminded me of Booksmart. A little bit. Hmm. Like, I just am happy that there's so many good things out where, like, you can write 
great lead characters and great side characters. Yeah, side characters can have really interesting backstories and quirks and also normal behaviors. Yeah. All balanced throughout. Yeah, I like that. That's true. Yeah, it helps, like, set the whole atmosphere up. Yeah, and to be more realistic. Yeah. I love um, shows and movies where the world feels, like, uh, lived in. Yeah. And, like, really established. Yeah. And I feel like I felt that way about this movie, and it kind of surprised me that it felt like that. Yeah. And, I mean, that's part of why I thought Booksmart was really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I feel like this... I just felt, like, at home with all the characters, and so I was really impressed with that. And it's still, obviously, there's a lot of parts of it that feel like your classic, like, a Hallmark movie. Yeah. You know, and stuff. Like, there's obviously going to be a lot of cliches. rom-com. Yeah. And so, um, I wouldn't say it's, like, a perfect, perfect movie, but I think that um, they did a really good job with the writing and the acting made it all just like really charming yeah so good job netflix i was hesitant to watch i will be honest i was too especially because sometimes the more i hear about a netflix movie the more underwhelmed i am yeah when i'm getting like constant ads for it and um i really did see constant ads for it but they were right the algorithm knows i guess sometimes Knows me better than myself. <laughs> well, crush of the week. Um, I'm going to have to go with Randall Park. You know, I do too. Gotta give it up to him. Yeah, he looked really hot. He was He's so, so hot. He was, and he, I was thinking and I was like, that is the exact kind of hot that I am actually the most attracted to. Like, mm-hmm. he's so cute, hot, and smiley. Yeah, his smile is, like, perfect. He's he's so good-looking. And Without he looked being, good. like, obscenely hot. Yeah, exactly. Like, approachable, nice, hot face, mm-hmm. but, like, almost, like, deceptively hot. Yeah. He just seems like someone you could actually be friends with. Yes. And also be madly in love with. Totally. Just like the movie. Good casting, I guess. <laughs> And it's just so funny, too, because, like, he's so funny on Veep. Like, his character on Veep is hilarious. Mm-hmm. And he, I just, I hope that this, like, puts him in even more stuff. Yeah, me too. Because Ali Wong is, like, if you're, if you're like, into pop culture stuff and kind of keep tabs on that, I feel like most people know her name, at yeah. least. Even if you haven't watched her comedy specials, like, you at least would know who she is. And he's not exactly a household name. Mm-hmm. So I hope that he this really pushes him yeah, forward. He was really good. Yeah. But good job Netflix. Yeah, way to go. So yeah, highly recommend both. This week, ditto. Well, <laughs> short and sweet. Yeah, a nice short sweet up episode. <laughs> that reminds me of a line in Killing Eve when she was like. Why do adults talk like children? Why do rich people talk like children <laughs> from shortening their words? Yeah, and I was so, like, well, you can be poor and talk like that, too. Yeah. <laughs> Just like us. <laughs> See you later. <laughs>